Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, June 13th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, are you recovered? Are you, oh, you God, sleep no. enough? No? Okay. I certainly didn't sleep enough because for some reason I have a 9 a.m. job now. So sorry about, I... sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, I, you know, it's, I certainly feel more rested than in years past where there's been like disappointing Tony ceremony and, and then it's also like, well, great, I have to work the next day too. Yeah. Feeling feeling light, at least. Tired, but light. Following everything that happened on Sunday night, we obviously did our 40, 45-minute episode where we recapped everything. But have you thought, have you had any thoughts that come to mind or anything that we didn't talk about or that you maybe didn't even realize that has been a little bit more present at the front of mind here on Monday as we record? Oh, God, no. I, have, I haven't <laughs> thought about theater since last night. <laughs> okay. Fair no, that's not true. I mean, the only thing we didn't mention is when we were talking about, yeah, in both pre-show and regular ceremony things, I guess, but we didn't really talk about, like, we talked a little bit about John Kander, but I think my favorite speech of the night that wasn't, like, Alex Newell or Jay Harrison G or Bonnie Milligan had to be Joel Gray's with Jennifer Gray up there getting her yeah. to cry. It was just so lovely. Yeah, Ugh. really, really was. A saint. Uh- if you want to go back and listen to all of our episodes, you can find them both in our regular feeds and at patreon.com slash broaderradio, broaderradio.com slash Patreon. But the benefit of Patreon is that you can hear everything before it is released anywhere else. Also, if you like what we are doing, we do, we would love you to uh, subscribe to our Patreon and contribute over there to make sure that we can keep going for another Broadway season. But if you aren't able to do that, or if you would like to do even more, head over to whatever platform you get your podcasts on and leave us a rating and review. All right, we have just a little bit of Tony-related news. Then we have to go back and kind of like catch up on some stuff that happened over the weekend that we just didn't have a time to talk about. But yes, very big stuff. But the the first initial ratings are in for the Tony Awards, and they're actually pretty good. The Tony's telecast just on CBS, and we'll talk a little bit about how ratings work these days here in a second. Mm-hmm. But the the CBS telecast on uh, on the broadcast network from 8 to 11 p.m., just people watching on cable or over the air or satellite, came in at 4.3 million people, which is the highest watched telecast since 2019. Of course, since 2019, things have been a little different. Hello, of course, we, yeah. Yeah. So that's a little bit of an arbitrary date, but it does show that things are moving in the right direction, not only for theater, but for Tony's as well. It is a 2% bump from last year, which was at um, 3.9% viewers. And the thing that we have to think about, though, is that anytime you see a rise in anything in ratings – it's actually bigger than just whatever rise it is sure, from the previous yeah. year because linear television, which is over the air, antenna, cable, satellite, the number of people who actually subscribe to those things is going down significantly. So when you factor mm-hmm. in the streaming simulcast of the Tony's broadcast on Paramount Plus, more people will be having the opportunity to watch it that way. Than on um, than on the traditional metrics, according yeah. to CBS, they who they are both owned by Paramount Global, which owns Paramount Plus. They said it was the most live streamed show ever on Paramount Plus, with thirteen percent of streaming growth compared to last year. They did not give exact figures, of course, because streaming services sure. never, never do, do that because <laughs> they don't have to. Um, 
but that's a good sign. They also said that the pre-show, which I, I have a problem calling it a pre-show because like a ton it of awards were given. Exactly. So. And it, it was pretty much exclusively still part of the yeah. award ceremony. It was just on Absolutely. Pluto. Yeah. Yeah. So the Tony Awards Act One on Pluto TV became the most watched live event ever since the ad-free supported platform launched in 2013. So the ratings going up at all is good. That is a very good sign. But when you put in the, the entire broadcast and streaming ecosystem, it actually is even more impressive when you factor in people who could watch on um, on Paramount Plus and then people who actually tuned in to the first yeah. half of the awards show on Pluto TV. So um, and at the and live, good. obviously ratings are yes. accounted for live. We don't that ne- never factors in what happens later if people are watching in other countries. If people didn't get to watch live and get to DVR'd. watch the next day. DVR, all of it. Yeah, yeah. So I think what they th- these numbers are going to change with you know these are like the initial live numbers then you have like the live plus three days live plus seven days another thing is is that if you are a subscriber to paramount plus's premium tier which is the ad free tier it is available to stream you can go and watch it Mm -hmm. um still it won't be there for long because if you've ever noticed like the performance clips are on youtube for like two weeks and then mm-hmm. they get pulled down yeah. so it's not going to live Much there in perpetuity well i'm like yeah. obsessively rewatching acceptance speeches for at least three weeks after and then get it cut off yeah so if you want to watch it for now you can't head over to paramount plus and check it out all right so let's get into some of the news that we missed over the weekend for various reasons one this actually happened like Literally, as people were walking the red carpet and, and people were surprised that they did this at this time, but they, somebody always does this every year. And it's mainly because this person is walking the Tony's red carpet or yeah, exactly. is going to be a presenter. In this case, it, w- it was Grammy and Oscar winning rock star Melissa Etheridge. Oh, who, yeah. <laughs> it was confirmed that her acclaimed theatrical event, Melissa Etheridge colon, my window will come to Broadway for a limited nine week residency at Circle in the Square beginning on September 14th with an opening night. On September 28th. Now, actually, you saw it off Broadway. I did. And if, yes. if memory serves, you loved it, but thought it needed a little bit of work before it comes to uh, the main Oh, yeah. Stand. Absolutely. It is very long. I think it was, it was at least three hours. There is an intermission in it. Um, and there are definitely some points where it's like, obviously, it's self-aggrandizement because it's a solo show (laughs) um but there are a lot of things where it's like this lasted too long this could have been cut this should have been longer um i think the first 30 minutes there's no full song there's just like little pieces that are playing piano or guitar and then you finally get to the first number i would say 30 or 45 minutes in maybe but it's it's great. I, obviously, I loved it. I've been a Melissa Etheridge fan, and that's not code, but also code. My whole life, <laughs> I used to listen to her in secret all the times, and this was the first time that I get, got to see her live. So, I mean, that on top of the fact that it is a very good show, just a very long show that needs a kind editor and it'll be a lot of fun. And I think even better because, I mean, it was at New World Stages when it was off-Broadway, now going into a smaller venue. I th- it, can't, it couldn't be, but I mean, it's got to be somewhat close, right? 
Circle in the Square has a published capacity of 840 seats. Of course, that depends on how you configure the the seating for that. Some of the venues in New Orleans stages are fairly big, um, but it has to be under uh, above and under the right, 500 exactly. to be off-Broadway and Broadway. But uh, again, depending on how they set up the seats for Circle in the Square, I don't know if she'll do it in the round or if they'll they'll set up a stage like they have for some productions. Yeah, that's what I'm curious of. But should be fun. Circle in the Square always feels obviously super intimate anyway. So, I mean, perfect space for – I'm re- I'm assuming they're going to do it in some way that, like they did K-pop more than anything else. Yeah, with a, with a kind of a runway yep. three-quarter thrust mm-hmm. kind of thing. Exactly. All right. The other big news that we have yet to talk about came out on Friday because – Everybody loves dropping news on Friday. Um, but Sick of it, it was the fact, yeah, it's really obnoxious. Um, it was the fact that the upcoming Broadway production of Here Lies Love and the Musicians Union Local 802 did come to an agreement and a compromise on the disagreement over whether or not Here Lies Love could use completely canned music or if they needed to abide by the rule for the Broadway theater where it's going to be that required them to have 19 musicians. They have come to a compromise in which there will be 12 local 802 musicians that will play the show. Um, this is obviously down from what the collectively bargained agreement was for 19, but it is up from what Here Lies Love actually wanted. Mm-hmm. Um and, very, and, and felt very evident in their statement, too, which you are about to read, but it, yeah. it, it kind of gave a feeling of begrudgingness. Yeah, the statement I'll read first from uh, from AFM Local 802 said, quote, after negotiation, we have reached an agreement that will bring live music to Here Lies Love with the inclusion of 12 musicians to the show. Broadway is a very special place with the best musicians and performances in the world, and we are glad this agreement honors that tradition. But the producers of Here, Live, Here Lies Love said, quote, on behalf of our entire cast, company, and creative team, we have reached an agreement with Musicians Union Local 802 per the collective bargaining agreement. We look forward to welcoming audiences to experience the revolutionary musical experience that is Here Lies Love at the Broadway Theater beginning on Saturday, June 17th. Um, I don't know if that was the portion that you uh, wanted I, to, to mention there. It was a bit where the, it, something about Broadway being a special place just felt very, yeah. we're choosing our words carefully. Through gritted yeah, teeth. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this before, and like, I'm not a music person, and I have not seen Here Lies Love, so I was initially mm-hmm. kind of like, "This is this is part of the storytelling." Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Look, of course, it's, it's David Byrne, and he's done all this with musicians. The more like that, I kind of went through some of the arguments, my, maybe, and maybe it's my labor loving uh, bias here, but like, yeah, a lot of true. other shows have done popular music and done it really well live, like including. My beloved Once Upon a uh, um, yeah. uh, hit, uh, Once Upon a One More Time and Anne Juliet, like it's yeah, actually exactly. they're really good. So like probably musicians could figure out how to do this. Um, I am interested that's, because that's the thing. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, well, I'm just saying like it begins performances this weekend on on Saturday. So like, are they they had to gonna have time to orchestrate quick. it or you know I mean what is I I don't know what this means. Like I maybe they have charts because the music was already. Produced. Yeah, I think they have so, to. So, like, do they just have charts so they can just jump in? But it is a pretty quick turnaround. I don't have – I mean, musicians at this caliber can just usually sight-read stuff fairly well or go through it once or twice and they're fine. But um, yeah, I just to was an wondering, ex- like – to an extent, sure. Yeah, but I was I was just wondering, you know, 
what the process is going to be for the rest of this week to make sure that they are up to speed and ready to go. Are they going to have a SITS probe? You know, what, what's the whole deal going to be? It, it's an interesting kind of consi- uh, situation, and uh, I'm glad that they have remedied this so no one has to feel uncomfortable I about crossing a picket line. I am a hundred percent completely thrilled. And I think there was a split there as far as like nine actual music- musicians and three actors or something. I can't remember what the exact terms were, something like there that. There were already going to be three actors who played music already that was already okay, part of it I don't, the, but the the announced the press release actually says there's going to be 12 union musicians in its pit okay so, okay so there that was uh conflated from what i had seen i'm really happy I, we, we were when we talked about it it was kind of the same boat of this is the way the show is structured and we didn't think that there was anything nefarious meant by it it was just the way that this show was designed but i mean i've been a musician since i was 10 <laughs> um so obviously i am very pro union and very pro musician and this is this is the best outcome for everybody even though here lies love is obviously not going to be happy about it and of course we always want more musicians and more pits bigger pits on broadway it's it's as compromising as you're gonna get for this i'm glad it went in the favor of the musicians because otherwise yeah i mean you can't be in a broadway house if you're not gonna follow broadway union rules that's all there is to it yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on with a little bit of more news. And we had previously talked about the new drag murder mystery death drop that had previously run over in the West End and did a tour in the UK and has a sequel over there. We talked about the fact that it was going to be coming to New World Stages this summer. It was actually supposed to start performances on June 30th. They have yeah. pushed back that date. Apparently, some scheduling issues arose. I don't know what those scheduling issues are, or if that's code for some other issue, but it will now begin performances on September 20th with an opening night on October 2nd. In other news, the Hollywood Reporter exclusively reported that Titus Burgess has joined the cast for the upcoming animated uh, movie musical from Apple called Spellbound. This one is uh, starring Rachel Zegler, so lots of people that, I guess Rachel hasn't been on Broadway yet, although... Not yet. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, so, uh, so lots of broad, great Broadway people. Alan Mankin and Glenn Slater, um, have written the score for this. Very exciting. It is currently, um, still in progress, still being worked on and everything. So, uh, but that's always great news when Titus is involved with something. Absolutely. All right. There are a few uh, different types of recommendations. Some of them are feel good. Some of them is just a recommendation. Feel this first one, whether you feel good about it or not. But a really good article <laughs> breaking down from Market Watch about why Broadway shows spend so much money for Tony campaigns, uh, you know, up to a million dollars. Obviously, we know because, like, we understand that the difference between having a Tony and not having a Tony. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of money uh, that goes into the box office being able to say that you're a Tony winner. So uh, we understand that, but it's a really good breakdown for maybe some folks who don't understand all of this and why when Oliver and I did our uh, episode where he kind of went through the, uh, the analytics of who he thought was going to win. And I need to check his final results. I didn't compare them, but um, a lot of it, he talked about like factoring in, campaigning and how that kind of works and stuff so uh, Mm -hmm. this happens for all awards shows but it is kind of interesting when you are talking about a 10 million dollar musical spending one million dollars on a tony campaign it's a huge percentage uh of of how much the show costs and uh it's always kind of fascinating 
It happens for all award shows, but it's the only award show, you know, on this scale, of course, the only award show where the future of the thing that you're celebrating (laughs) is determined by how the award show does. Yeah, it's a it's a huge freaking deal. Uh, All right. So on Monday, the waitress, the musical colon live on Broadway released its teaser trailer and needless to say i of am of course <laughs> absolutely giddy thrilled excited it, yeah yeah it is um going to be tr- uh, debuting uh, on monday night so i was actually looking at the time but we're not there yet but almost at the tribeca film festival while also being screened in new york city you're not going to hear this by the time the it's it'll be over by the time you hear this or at least going on uh but absolutely just fascinated by this whole thing. I'm really hoping it does well at Tribeca and somebody picks it up and gets it on a streaming service. Oh, immediately, please. And the other recommendation that I have comes to you from the paper mill playhouse where rent is currently running. We have a bunch of pictures and, uh, and some videos of highlights from that show. It is playing over there in Milburn, New Jersey through July 2nd. It has a, phenomenal cast with uh mm-hmm. jordan jordan barrow as as benny uh liana ray concepcion who is going to be in the upcoming broadway production rarely we roll along as joanne um olivia lux from rupaul's drag race as angel mm-hmm. uh mackenzie meadows as maureen alisa melendez as mimi zachary noah noah Pizer as mark uh, Matt Roden uh, as Roger. So just a, a really, really great cast and uh, highly recommend you check that out. And if you are close to Milburn, New Jersey, head over there as well. I can't make it. It's, okay. it's, uh, it's a little too far, but uh, and I'm a little too broke. It's I mean, if I was yeah. driving, that'd be one thing or if someone was driving me, at least I don't drive anymore. And yeah. that's probably best for everybody. Fair enough. Good enough. <laughs> all right, everybody. That's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at no, This is Ashley. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Tuesday, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.